Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Now, COVID has changed how most... Um, parts of work and most sectors um, uh, do their business um, and uh, it definitely includes childcare and of course churches as well and Maeve O'Kelly from the Beehive Childcare Service in uh, Rathkeel is uh, on the line and we also have uh, Priest Father Iggy O'Donovan who was based here in Limerick for a while you'll remember uh, with uh, the Redemptorist uh, and he featured along with some other Limerick uh, based priests uh, in The Confessors uh, this week that really fascinating uh, television documentary and uh, you're welcome as well uh, Iggy. Um, Maeve, uh, first of all you feel that the childcare sector that we depend on so much and people have a real sense and I know at my own house of how important the childcare sector and creches um, have been over the last few months was pretty much ignored in the budget. Yes, good morning Joe and um, thank you for having me on. You're welcome. Um, Joe, I suppose the whole reason I sent the email to you was because, for me, the budget 2021, it wasn't just about the money needed within the sector, which is vitally important for our sustainability, but also because it showed no recognition for the childcare sector as a whole. Um, You know, I have worked in, in both private and community sectors as an employee, and now I'm a provider of running my own childcare service in Raquel and County Limerick. And, Joe, if I could just mention briefly, you know, I understand that so many businesses are suffering immensely due to this current pandemic, which includes the businesses in Raquel, who have actually now come together to taking a unified approach, um, Team Raquel, Trust Raquel, to try and boost the town's economy. And I suppose, you know, going back to June, we were asked to open our services so that frontline workers could work in order that our economy could function again. And... I'm very lucky, and I'm sure other childcare providers are very lucky, in the amazing staff team who are highly skilled and dedicated in the services, who work so hard to ensure that this could happen, and, and on a daily basis. You know, and we spent a huge amount of money in the service on deep cleaning, PPE, screens, additional staff to ensure that the strict additional COVID guidance policies and procedures into the service were met. And I know, Joe, that this went into other services, regardless of whether they opened in June, July or August and in September. And I suppose it has been demonstrated the value of our services in providing quality childcare to children and their parents. And this has been seen as an essential component in the functioning of our economy. And now, Joe, we could be facing a level four or even a higher level five. And again, it will be looked upon on childcare to stay open so that our frontline workers can go to work to ensure that the country can still function during this health crisis. And I mean, point in case was even this past Wednesday, it was reiterated again on the news that there will be household bank coming into effect last night, except for essential travel like childcare. Yeah, Uh, we're chatting to Maeve O'Kelly from the Beehive Child Care Service in Rathkeel. And in fairness to um, creches and preschools, You've done very well in in the sense that even um, the public health emergency team are pointing out that there have been very few outbreaks in those settings. Yes, um, Joe, and that's correct. And I mean, that is down to the strict, um, you know, the current playpod models, you know, that we have had to introduce into the service. 
and the strict COVID policies and guidelines that have been implemented into the services. But that doesn't mean that there isn't going to be cases, Joe. We, we did have a case in, in the service, you know, and I suppose we were very lucky. It was only, you know, we were closed for the two weeks. We only reopened last Thursday. But I suppose pointing out that, you know, I felt a little bit let down by the, the, the contact tracing, you know. I mean, I, I, I received a phone call Sunday, um, late on Sunday night, and, you know, I had to knock Joe I had to get my protocols and procedures in place for Monday morning so that I can inform the parents. And, um, you know, I I received the phone call from the HSE in the afternoon. I was asked to a very, very helpful um, doctor I spoke to who was who, who gave me a lot of time with answering my questions and what I should do. Um, and then it was decided that the staff in the pod and the preschool children had to be sent home, affecting the parents because now they're going to be out of work because they have to wait for their test. But I suppose what came out of this was during that week, our parents, some of our parents had still not been tested and I received phone calls from the HSE clarifying numbers that I had given that were incorrect. And even up to this Tuesday, two of my staff had not been tested as well as two of my children. You know, so parents were told to stay at home, that children had to stay at home. Yes, parents didn't have to restrict their movements. But what happens then if a child did test positive. Now, we were lucky. All our children tested neg- negative, which which did show that our procedures and protocols that we have in place are working. Yeah. Uh, but, the thing is that I know, again, um, Neffet made the point last night that contact tracing itself um, is being overwhelmed. I mean, they said that because of community transmission now around the country, absolutely. they simply can't keep up with the number of cases. They can't contact trace effectively. So now we have a situation where even the figures that we are hearing day to day, if they're not out of date now and they're already very high, they're going to be out of date very fast. Absolutely. And Joan, I suppose that's another point I'd like to make. You know, we as a community, a collective group, we need to realise as well that when we're dropping our children off to childcare, it's everyone knows that children are not social distancing. The staff cannot social distance from the children within their pods. Children are not social distancing from other children. So when you're dropping your child off at the service in the morning, they're walking into lovely, happy, nurturing, caring environments. Their, their needs are being met. However, they are not social distancing. Therefore, the children go home, the staff go home to their wider community, their family units, who may have a person who is vulnerable or may have a person with an underlying condition. And I think we need to all realise and look outside of our family unit when making choices at the weekends and in the evenings about where we're going and our movements because we all have a responsibility to try and curb this virus. Right, we're chatting to Maeve O'Kelly from the Beehive Child Care Service in Rathkeel in County Limerick and I mentioned Father Iggy O'Donovan is also uh, with us uh, and uh, Father Iggy, I-, I know there were efforts by uh, the church to see if uh, under the level 3 restrictions um, there would be allowance to let people physically come to churches. I don't believe there's been any progress on that and you would wonder now with the number of cases, is it a good idea anyway? Hello, you're talking to me? Yes, thank you. Oh, yeah, hello, Joe. Um, yes, I take your point. And a, a very goodly number of those who go to church would be in what we call the vulnerable area, I guess. 
never mind a, a good few of the priests themselves, because a good few of us are chronologically challenged, as you know. Hmm. But, uh, okay, maybe early morning masses, and that can be very few people at the moment. They may have up to three or four pews each. Nevertheless, I can see where the authorities, they must draw the line. And um, once you say, look, small churches can open, or you can have small groups in, or whatever, you're really, at that point, you're beginning to go into a morass out of which you mightn't be able to get. So, um, although I will con- con- concede that, uh, that churches, they have done great work in, in preparing the churches and in taping off seats and in um, sanitizing and whatnot and distributing of Holy Communion, they have met absolutely every condition and have also fallen in very strictly with the instructions as given by the public authorities. You might remember back in March, the churches even closed down before they were told to. Yes. So, but at the same time, it is having an effect on many people because um, a good few churchgoers, and many of them tend to be elderly, but it's a part of their day. They come down there to say the August... Well, you called me a redemptress, Joe, by the way. I am Augustinian. Augustinian, I apologize. Yeah, no, you, but no that, that was an undeserved promotion you gave me. <laughs> but anyway, but they come down there, and I used to see them there at um, O'Connell Street at the Augustinian, indeed at the other churches, and they would be having their coffee afterwards round about the, the, the co- bars and coffee houses around the, around the central of, Lim- the center of Limerick there and buying their newspaper perhaps and having a chat. So you can see it is part of their day, apart from the fact that very many of them have, would be a, of that group of a devotional people and something like going to the Eucharist means a very great deal to them. There could be many listeners now and going to the Eucharist, like what's he talking about? But... For them, it's a very special part of their life. And so, therefore, I, I do realize the sacrifice those people are making, far greater than me, far yeah. greater than me. That, but, and, but I suppose, I mean, what, do you, what would you say to listeners? Now, we've really got a sense this week of weariness, frustration, fear, heading into an Irish winter. That is true, because at the, the beginning... If we, gave, if we called the close down back in March, that was sort of new and almost something almost exciting sometimes. But and we all put our shoulder to the wheel. They closed, they closed the pubs, closed the churches, closed the schools. That was decisive and positive. That happened. But it's tried to unravel it. It is proving really the big one. We were blessed then, Joe. You referred there to the weather. We were so blessed early on with the good weather. And how we would face it now? We, okay, we have a lovely autumn, but just just sheer luck. The clouds could be kissing the ground. We're just lucky. And uh, so I think it, it would be difficult. And certainly, as Mother Teresa once said, the problem in much of our world is, 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 not, is, is the poverty of loneliness. And a good few of our people who come to churches and so forth, that certainly does break their day. And I don't want to sound patronizing and so forth that I've done anything for any of them. But it does, it does break their I saw my own mother, God rest her now. That was how she's, what it meant to her. Yeah. That, that couple of hours in the morning when he went out and went to the church and met a few people. and Okay, that was... And apart from the fact, as I said, that many of these are devotional people. So I'd be conscious of that. Yeah. But, of course, it has made a big change for us, too. Like, I found myself from March until literally July, uh, June, uh, June, June, July, literally doing nothing here in rural Tipperary where I am now. So I actually went home and cocooned in the, in the Galtee Mountains in the Glen of Arthur Low where I was born. 
Yeah. And I have to look after the sheep for a couple of months for my <laughs> nephew. Yeah, we're trying to Father Rigi O'Donovan and also Maeve O'Kelly from Beehive Child Care Service in Rathkeel. Maeve, to go back to your point about people being aware of the virus and doing the right thing and social distancing and all of the stuff that they're very well aware of. I don't think there's anyone listening who doesn't understand the basic rules and regulations at this point. But do you think that unfortunately it's going to require the fear of increasing hospitalizations, more people in ICU and deeply regrettably more deaths before enough people take note again of what we're being asked to do? Well, I suppose, Joe, you know, in our sector, it's not about creating fear because we are dealing with the most vulnerable, you know, very young children, you know. and no, I but I'm talking about the parents that you were talking about. Yes, absolutely, yeah. And I mean, I think it's about creating awareness, knowing that because the parents can't come into the services now, they're not seeing the play pods. They're not seeing the way they're laid out. They're not seeing that the children are um, mixing with each other. You know, it is about, you know, focusing on your family unit, but it's not about that anymore. It's about the wider community and what we can do to keep our services safe. And how we can do that is being aware that you're not just dropping your child off to the service, your child. You're dropping your child in where they're mixing with other children, where they're mixing with staff, who then, as I said and pointed out earlier, are going home to the wider community who may be living with vulnerable people, who may be, have people with underlying conditions, a parent, a grandparent, whoever that may be. And that is very, very important because they're not seeing it. So therefore, it's not visual. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Uh, Father Riggy, what reaction have you got to the Confessor's very interesting documentary that you featured in along with other priests? I know Father Chris O'Donnell, uh, based in Limerick, was involved in it as well this week. Well, uh, generally a very positive reaction. What most people said was that uh, most of the contributors, that there was a certain honesty and uh, humanity about it. In, uh, it was also, of course, indicative, and many people pointed this out, that we were talking about a world really that was and how things have changed so much. And in, in many the virus has shown us this as well in our, shutdown, in our close down how in many ways, how irrelevant we've become in so many ways. And that's the fact we have to face. But generally, the reaction was uh, was, was, was quite positive. Yeah. And of course, I was also conscious that as we were talking, that probably anybody out of people under 40 and maybe even over 40 here and there wouldn't be fully certain what you were talking about. Yeah. Because I did, I was, I have, I do a bit of work in schools and that. And on the Tuesday, the Wednesday, I was getting slagged in the school about being a film star and all this crack. But when I said, what were we talking about? Ah, something to do with the church. It was something, you know. But really, you could see that we were speaking another language from these young people right. I know. Who, have, who have moved on. No. That, that did yeah. strike me. No, no, mind you, a lot of us would like to go back to the world that was in 2019, not to mention <laughs> any further back than, than I, would, I, I would like to say, Joe, is that your other guest there is Maeve, is it? Yeah. Yeah, that's Hi, Maeve, Hi, the, the challenge that Maeve faces and how she's describing it there in such great detail. Like, okay, I'm being maybe a bit lighthearted, and I hope I don't sound flippant here and there, but uh, she's much more at the cold face than I am, as are many other people. One last little point I would make, all right, is that for many people, especially people in hospital, how they love a visit. And one of the things we clergy do, I suppose, 
where we still have a little bit of cred left, is the, the visitation. And I know I've been on to hospital chaplains passing on messages. Could you tell Mary, could you yeah. tell Joe that we, we do remember him? Normally, yes. I would go to visit these people, but really it's not possible now. I know. That's another yeah. little, small... But Absolutely, no, very important at the same time. Well, listen, great to chat to you. Um, you're missed here in Limerick, Father Iggy uh, O'Donovan, and also Maeve Kelly from Beehive Child Care Service in Rathke. We really appreciate your time as well. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.